Yo, taking you back to the woods. I was a boy. I wasn't worried at all. Yeah, I might have been. What's good? This is your boy VA with AJ, and this is the HR Podcast. Feels so good to be alive. We are back in this thing. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, but we are rocking and rolling, giving y'all what y'all wanted. Go ahead, holler at him, AJ. Yes, sir. It's the HR Podcast with your boy. B.A. and A.J. Remember, this is for all of y'all. And since we in a singing mood, hey, 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 B.A. and A.J. <laughs> all right, man, we got Every some day. stuff for you, right? Uh, O.G. brought it back. All right, so yeah, we're going to start off like you already know we do with the Contender segment. And we will start off with none other than the Warriors. They are on a losing streak after starting on a hot streak. Um, was seeming like they were going to have another 72-win type season when they started off. Injuries did plague them. Um, Draymond went down. Obviously, down. Clay hasn't really come back to his full self yet. Kind of. And then on top of that, now we have Marcus Smart out here committing flagrant in flagrantly um, violating Steph type <laughs> files for no damn reason. Um, and yeah, I had to make up words to describe the flagrantness that was happening on the court. And um, Marcus Smart, yeah, I did go ahead and um, cost us some gains from Steph. He will be back indefinitely. We don't even know the timetable of his return. So hopefully back before the playoffs seems like it's kind of been derailed on top of that. Andrew Wiggins has not been playing like himself has been back to his old uh, Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. The old Timberwolves and Andrew Wiggins. Um, what well, we knew he was anyway. You are what you are. We are what you thought you are. Hold on. Um, yeah, aren't we talking about an all-star? Ah, oh, man, not even that. He's an all-star starter. So, um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and tell me, tell me, like, are, are the Warriors still favorites to come out of the West? Because, again, they were in the beginning, but it's, it's a whole new ball game now. Well, first of all, I'll swipe right on that one. But, yes, the Warriors are the Warriors. Um, they, We all know they're a great team. They're, you know, kind of a dynasty. Um, Obviously, this year, there was some questions coming in. Draymond's been out. Clay's return's been delayed. Um, they had some positives. They had uh, Jordan Poole coming in, putting up points, acting like a little mini stuff. Um, mini stuff, right. And then we also have, you know, the all-star, Mr. Andrew Wiggins. But, yeah, they have been on a yeah, slump, yeah. man. They've been on a slump. And, uh, you know, they're competing for an important position, Um in the West, they were number one and two right there with Phoenix the whole way, but yeah, they slid down. I think they're five or six right now. And then, who are you talking about? The Warriors? The Warriors. The Warriors. Uh, they, about, they're, they're sitting at uh, um, three right now, barely the, hanging on it. You're right because the Mavs are right behind them by a game. Yeah, but I right. did look at it right now, and three all the way to what is it, six or seven? It's a one game difference. Oh! So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a tight race. And so, that position, Definitely. when you go into the playoffs, is important for home court advantage. You know, who you're going to be matching up with. Big time. We, we know the players are about matchups. So, yes. the slump that the Warriors have, I mean, we have to admit that it's there. Um, also, I think a big part of it, and this is me reaching a little bit, but is their new arena. They're not in... Oakland mm -hmm. no more you know and I feel like that That's fan base will back them point. 
will back them, have them pumped. I mean, it's still loud in there, don't get me wrong, but it's a different type of feel. And I feel like the players are, you know, feeding off that a little bit. Yeah, you can say that for sure. I do think um, it is definitely, unfortunately, been a long time since they've been on the court together. I think they said 2019 was uh, June of 2019 was the last time they had been all three been on the get on the same court together. But now again they're losing staff, so it's like back to not being in sync, and it's just at a crucial moment because playoffs are knocking on the door. Yeah, and right it's really going to be tough. Right, it's going to be tough. I mean, Clay, I don't think he's going to really get right until next year. It just that type of injury. Yeah, it man. takes time, and then playing yourself in the shape is a whole other thing. Like. I mean, we saw it with Luca how big a difference it was him being in game ready shape. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big difference, and so I think it may not be their year. I mean, it, I thought it was gonna be, but I mean, it, this is their time, especially with the Lakers being so trash, oh trash gosh, city. Don't start, don't start. You know, one thing <laughs> I like, will this say: is their year. I will say that I didn't think that Draymond Green was such an important piece. But with him right. being out, I mean, Bruh. maybe I stand corrected just because, you know, they're clearly downhill right now. I think they'll get it together. Another big important thing for me is, you know, you live and you die by the three. And we know Golden State's going to throw them things. You know, right. Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, they could shoot that thing. But, uh, I mean, dang, you know, the slump is a slump. Yeah, and they don't have a really a dominant big man either. I mean, the one they had is hurt right now. True. And he he's he's pretty, you know, he was number one, what, number three pick, I think? Number two? Number two. And he and was a top pick for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I think Wiseman is solid. Um, and when yeah, they get him back, they're definitely going to see, you know, his presence, and he's going to be help, help doing a lot of things on defense, getting rebounds, you know, blocking Turn shots. That, that lane, exactly. Yeah, like, and he can run up and down up a lot. the court, you know. He's, yes, he's, he's he like, runs. he's young. He's not, yeah. like 19. Like, yeah, better run. <laughs> Next segment is going to be the King LeBron scores 56 on a head, head top. On top of that, this man is 37 years old. Didn't he have two of them? If he I, if had I'm two 50-plus games. He had games. two 50 points in the same week. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Like, like uh, uh, swipe left or swipe right before I go. We're going to swipe right. Let's swipe right. Yes. All right. So, let me go ahead and, and walk, walk us into that one. Um, so, <laughs> LeBron, age 37, he has to be the best 37 19 season player to ever exist I don't think there's ever going to be another one like this this is not football this is not the quarterback position where you can just sit there and Tom Brady it up all until 45 this is a physical dude is still doing windmill dunks you know rocking the baby like dude is still at peak at peak physical um, fitness and he is really it's really sad to see it wasted because there is nothing to look forward to when it comes to the Lakers this season. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, it gets to the point where I, like, 
it's hard for me to even watch it. Like I watch a little bit in the beginning. Like really, the first quarter is max for me because by by second by the end of the first quarter, it's like a, either a ten or twenty point lead. So the rest of the game is unwatchable. It's hard like, to watch, man. It, it really is. Like I might catch it on the fourth to see if LeBron go for another fifty. But if, if if he's showing signs in the beginning, which you'll see in the first quarter based on his activity, like if if he ain't really like like shooting shooting, if he ain't really like trying to get his teammates involved. And they go down, you might as well just, just turn the TV off. Well, a couple of things I need to interject really quick. I can't believe you had the audacity to forget about Kobe being Bryant. That's number one. <laughs> number two, LeBron James is cooking. He's hot. But there is a period in the game, especially if he's got 20, 25, and it's you know still the first half. I feel like he's on a mission after that to get more points. And I don't blame yeah. him. He got the hot hand, but then it takes all the rest of the offense away, man. And that is so detrimental to the team's success and why they're down 15, 20, or 30 points in the game like they have been. Um, I wouldn't know how to tell you to correct it, right? But these guys are professional defense. players. They got to well, play defense, that, that's, bro. I mean, obviously, that's for sure. They are not it's playing so no defense. The, all, the last three games that I've watched and I actually unfortunately watched the whole thing to the end um, oh that's difficult just in you know in Lakers hopes you know they have lost by the, the the team that they were playing they scored 130 140 and like 120 yes, and they be points. sorry teams yes um, Sacramento Kings Oklahoma City uh, Detroit like Toronto. We're talking about Kyle like Lowry. It Toronto. Yeah, it's hard Bruh. for me. To, it's hard for me to get excited, man. It's rough to watch. The but Wizards. On the other hand, you know, Clippers without Kawhi. And yeah. Paul okay, man. Stop. 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 On the other hand, wax. you have AD out, right? And there's a little bit of hope because we know AD can be great. But in the beginning of this season, he's not what that was. And then he showed a couple games back and he had, you know, some positive games where they're like, okay, maybe he's back. But then he got out again. And so yes, I, Mr. I Plain Clothes, AD Anthony Davis needs to Street get it clothes. together. Yeah, man. Street clothes. Oh my God. So I'm not going to lie, man. Moving forward, you know, for the podcast, it's going to be tough to me to talk about the Lakers for a while. I mean, but one thing we do have to talk about when it comes to this Lakers team and LeBron being a a Pantheon athlete for generations and generations to come. And Kobe is there, too. I'm not forgetting about him. He's a great. Um, We cannot leave out Russell, um, whatever his name is, Westbrook, who don't like to be called that, but don't do nothing to change it. Um, I can't believe he even like have you watched these interviews? It's like bad, dude man. does not even take any kind of accountability for any of his play. He I can't believe he had the audacity to be like, you know, I I, I you know, I work hard for my name and I don't appreciate them doing that. So like you're a grown man. If you don't want nobody talking about you, play better. In comparison, he's probably like baby from cash money, you know, like he wants some respect on his name, but he's not giving anything for people to give respect towards now. Exactly. We can look in the past and look at all your accolades, all your triple-double, you know, season 
accomplishments. But right now in the present and in the future now too, you're not doing anything to help the team when you're chunking up air balls, um, turning over the ball. It's it's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, bro. It's 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 really it's it's really really bad. And that's the main reason I can't watch the Lakers because Russ is at a point where like I'm watching him doing things that like a high school not really like it's like junior highish, bro. Like the, when he gets to the lane and he, like it's like he forgets ex- like, he forgets everything he's ever taught when it comes it's to the like fundamental basketball. He has a basketball. case of the yips. Like, bro, how you that close to the bat to the basket? And you just hitting all backboard. You just missing on a layup. You don't hit no rim. You know, it's hard because, you know, these guys are professionals. And to see a professional goof up once in a while, it's okay. But when you're out there every day in the same game, airballing a couple of shots, like something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Yes, bro. We got a mental issue. Like, I don't want to get off on the Lakers, right? Because it's tough for me. But... I will give LeBron credit where credit's due. They talk about Wash King and this and that and the other. You know, he's had this this uh, great scoring spree as of late. Um, but I do want to give credit to LeBron. We all know the stories that he takes, incredible care of his body in the postseason, right. during the season, and in preseason. And he spends millions of dollars a year just to make sure he gets the correct therapy, stretching, you know, all that. Um so, not a wash king by any means. Nah, not by any means. But Russ, he is another story. That man didn't build a house with them bricks. I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm just hoping to pass with him, man. Uh, right. I mean, I, the, the best for him will be on a different team next year because it, it's LeBron inevitable. can't do another year of this, bro. He just can't. All right, so we're on to the next topic. It is... The Mavs and Luka Doncic are on a hot streak. Look at the dog. They have won, I believe. I know they've only lost two out of the last 12 games they played. So the 10 and 2. Um, amazing. With a buzzer, um, Peter, by the, the way. Best. Yes. And two for Dinwiddie. Like, yeah. it's been that, that trade has been a godsend for this team. It proved that that GM, Nico Harrison, know what the hell he's talking about. And so. Um, we're going to get into what are their playoff ceilings. Now, let's swipe left or swipe right. On let's that. swipe we'll right. Doing. We'll swipe right. All right. All right let's that go. one was let's for go. you. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you already know. But I'm going to let you kick it off. You know, the Mavs have been hot. You know, I was questioning in the beginning of the season, Lucas conditioning, you know, out of his injuries. I thought he was going to have a little bit of the whole Zion Williamson uh, play in the book. But uh, he's definitely proved me wrong, man. Um, he's not as of explosive, but he's got his footwork down to a T. And you can always bet that he's going to come through for you, whether it's home or whether it's away. Now, after the trades were all said and done, they instantly got better. And, I mean, obviously you mentioned uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, he has been getting buckets for the last few years. Right. And I think that he has the worthiness that Luca was looking for and Christoph Porzingis, but I think they bumped heads. But with this early showing, yes, the ego. he's able to he's able to you know share the throne a little bit with Luca. He has that respect, I feel. And then you also have Bertans, 
who is going to be getting you buckets. When it's his turn, I, I have a high feeling that he's going to be producing. And then you also have, what's the little point guard's name? A uh, couple years in. JB, Jalen Bronson. Bronson. He's been balling, man. And he is looking real good. Like, honestly, I think that he could be a starting point guard in the league elsewhere. Yeah, but sure. he he's doing what he needs to do for the team. And Jason Kidd got this new three-guard lineup. He's been starting, too. It's been Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, and Luka all starting. And then he'll kind of, like, scatter them throughout the um, the game. But he'll always leave two ball handlers in there. And it's been working. Jason Kidd, man, he has been above and beyond um, what I thought he could be for first year with the Mavs. He has exceeded my expectations. He has really, I mean, he had interviews saying that he really learned from his last previous coaching stints, and it's very evident. It's evident in his in his coaching skills after what Giannis has turned into. He was yeah, nowhere like near point. the type of, um, yeah, he was nowhere near the type of attacker, finisher at the rim before Jason came there and really instilled like, hey, you can be a, almost like a point forward. I like, like that point. The skills. I, I will say that I am a little bit jealous because where was he before he was with Dallas? He was in L.A. And it's frustrating. <laughs> and defense was number one. <laughs> and it was frustrating because not that, you know, we all know that the whole thing with Bogle and everybody, that he's on his way out. It's just a matter of time. Um, I don't just can you put more pressure on Russell Westbrook right now? probably but the coach is going to be gone there in LA and the Lakers uh soon but it could have been they could have made that important decision to sign Jason Kidd to a deal and drop Vogel you know just drop him I thought they were going to do that I don't know what what they were waiting for well they're definitely biting themselves in the butt right now because he's his success right now is you know is doing great with uh with the Mavs yeah that's it's yeah, I mean, sad for the Lakers because, I mean, it seemed like they hired him so that he could, you know, eventually step into that head coach. I mean, everybody wanted him to. Um, but, I mean, they messed up when they didn't hire Ty Lue anyway. Like, what he's doing with the Clippers is, is really that is amazing. And, like, coach of the year candidacy. Like, yeah. I, there's I, no I way they that. should even be even cl- anywhere close to the playoffs. Like, your number one and two yeah. is gone. It's out. <laughs> Yeah, that's, they're out. doing a good job. Plus all the change, the the changes they made and the trades, and they did really good. Yes, they they they, they 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 just like you know what? We're not gonna just take the season for granted. We're gonna still push, and like now they got valuable minutes for Reggie Jackson, uh, Jackson for um, um, Zubac. Like they're really tested, tried and tested now. Also, and product the to the Lakers. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. We, we could just go on a whole list of the prospects in the last 10 years alone that have just, if they just would have just invested in player development, like the Mavs have a team that has been there almost since they drafted almost damn near all of them. And they just have, have just tried, just, you know, had them feed into the system and really ingratiate themselves and they've grown now they like they have this bond like Lakers could have had that they have so many good players Julius Randle um Josh Hart um freaking um Brandon Ingram the the obvious ones like we we ain't got D'Angelo Russell yeah it goes on like it's just ridiculous. Like it's just a, a clown franchise at this point, and it's sad. I think it ha- honestly it has to do a lot with 
the ownership now. I mean, it was like basically passed down. It wasn't it wasn't like, hey, someone who knows what the heck they're doing is running this. It was passed down to his daughter. We can only expect it to be so, you know, so yeah. profitable at this point. I mean, it is what it is, but we wouldn't talk about them anyway. Um, for me, playoff ceilings for the Mavs, um, definitely, I think I like the matchup. If they, can, if they can keep the four seed, it's going to be really good for them against Utah, having that home, home court advantage. But after that, um, it won't matter it, whether they four or five. If they, unless they play a six or seven or eight in the second round, then they're going to be, you know, at a disadvantage off the bat. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be, man, you know how the West is so crazy, right? It is. It's really, stacked. like you said, it's, it's about matchups. It's it about is. matchups. And so, I think the only I mean, matchup that they don't want until the very last possible point is the Phoenix Suns. And hopefully, no, not, you know, not, it falls in their favor. Not a chance. Not a, I mean, there's no way they have a chance to get down a second round if it's Phoenix. And it's, it's, it's a good chance it could be them. Um, they just don't have a big right now that can compete. That's the biggest problem. And it, but unless DeAndre Ayton is just like falls off. The cliff. That's not happening. <laughs> I mean, probably not either. So, realistically for me first round just get past the first round and be good I think they're gonna make it pretty far I think they're gonna surprise some people and uh, you know I do have high expectations for them now they're you know they're making waves in the league and I have high expectations for them in the playoffs I couldn't really say where I see them because it's still too early to determine the actual seed that they're gonna have right but I think the only matchup that that puts them at a disadvantage is uh this Phoenix and obviously if you know the Warriors turn it around um it, and they get on a hot streak of shooting right. but other than that I mean the Mavs look solid yeah the, I mean the the defense is just like like I said like that's giving me definitely like okay they get out the first round for sure it's vibes because the defense was never there before and now like they can feel like they can lock down anybody they got the most wins against playoff teams like they are ready like they're like yo this is our time and the, the defense even when because they've had bad shooting streaks and they've still won because of the defense like that's huge i hope you're not setting yourself up for failure man i really do <laughs> hey you're the one over hyping me up talking about i got high expectations i wasn't expecting that well yeah i i wasn't either but you know they're coming through <laughs> they're showing they're proving it right we'll see we'll see um next one we were talking about today on the contender segment is the MLB lockout this was the longest MLB lockout in recorded history um, it finally has come to a, a halt they have came to, come to an agreement um, we're swiping left we're swiping right on that one I'm glad that it's they're trying to get what they want but let's swipe left alright swipe left let's go to the next um, Aaron Rodgers Three year signs a three year hundred fifty million fifty million like who you kidnapped Chelsea Clinton um dude is getting paid yes money in the bank <laughs> money in the bank even though he came out before this deal signed and was like nothing's classified I just wanted to say there's no number agreed upon get your uh, extra all right so. On top of that, his number one receiver is now gone, traded to the Raiders. Are we swiping gone. right or swiping left on this one? Hey, We're swiping hey. right. We're swiping right. We're talking about the MVP here. Of course, we got to. All right. 
Um, so, 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 Aaron Rodgers. Oh, let me not hit that. Okay. Hit my mic. All right. So, Aaron Rodgers, dude, has again just got paid. And uh, according to a source, AJ, <laughs> um, he knew about Devontae leaving, which is very interesting and leads me to believe that this was just a money play. And he don't really have no real expectations for this year because without Devontae, who he aimlessly, I mean, he shamelessly um, would look for all the time like who i don't even got no other receivers Devontae, Devontae, Devontae. um that's the safety blanket that, that's the reason he's mvp two years in a row yeah like what like to me you signing that knowing that he's about to leave tells me you're just all about the money these last three years and you not leaving knowing you could have went somewhere like the broncos so it tells me you really are not up to the competition like you say you are very interesting. Like you know, you know the NFC is weak in terms of QBs, and you have the best positioning. And I'm not saying it's a bad move. I, you know, I if I was him, I would have did the exact same thing. But for him, it's different because he preaches this high standard that he apparently walks on and lives by. But then, like an example, he. Um, this is from the person um, who used to actually be a receiver for him, which is um, um, my gosh, I forget his name. Um, but either way, he at the time of his contract negotiation, Aaron Rodgers supposedly told him, like, hey, you know, basically keep it team friendly. Um, make sure there's enough pie for everybody type of thing. But Bro. then on the flip side, you go ahead and take a $50 million deal knowing that you can't keep your number one receiver because the contract is the biggest in recorded history of the NFL. Like, to me, he just, he's too wishy-washy. He's too, too He's wishy-washy. He's, he's yeah. definitely that. What gets me on it, man, is that, you know, this whole last two seasons, he's been complaining about, or when he does speak, right, he's been complaining about, you know, the ownership or the leadership and that they need to show him his respect and that he doesn't like certain things that are going on there. Get away with this coach. I want this. I want that. And so if he's going to be saying all that, he needed to stay because, you know, you can't be making all these demands and, you know, unfortunately had to win back-to-back MVPs for them to be like, oh yeah, we have Aaron Rodgers. Um, Unfortunately, you know, his top receiver is gone. And shout out to Bleacher Report. That was from them. Um, Signing a deal with one of your main men, you know, your brother on the team with you, it's going to be elsewhere. What's the point of staying? I mean, other than the money. I mean, yes, they have uh, Aaron Jones. Um... They have a couple of up-and-coming receivers, but, I mean, you can't you can't diminish anything that Devontae Adams brought to the game, and specifically Aaron Rodgers. I don't yeah. know, I honestly don't know, that an old Aaron Rodgers can do the same things that he was doing in the past and expect to have wins 
without Devontae Adams. I don't right. know that he could win another MVP without Devontae Adams. I don't know if he can win another playoff game without Devontae Adams. So, I mean... He ain't win one this year with him. Yeah, I mean, and that that's the tough thing, you know. And this is also, we're talking about the MVP. So, yeah. that's a lot of strikes, right? Um, when you talk about Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. But, hey, I mean... I probably would have done the same thing too. He probably only has those three years left and he wanted to stay there. I think that when he does retire and he'll retire, I think within the next three to five, um, he wanted it to all be with the same team. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's the be- a good look always too. So I'll, um, I'll give him that. And we hardly ever see that anymore. So, but I don't know, man, he, he, he's, I feel like he could be like a, a Brit Favre with like, they're like, oh, because he already, already with the, like, you know, I may retire. This game really ain't that important to me. You know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's the wish about, is, you know. The wish you watching is. that's the is. thing. And, and that's what Favre did. And, he, and then they got, they got ahead enough of it. It was like, nah, don't come back. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I'm, I'm a happy dude got his money. Like, I ain't never hating on nobody getting that bag because they making a hell of a lot of money off of him. Oh, yeah. So, Next one we got is Deshaun Watson. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Dude's been out for a whole year for he reason. Quit for for good reasoning. Um, he has been accused of horrible things, and he has been acquitted of all charges. Um, that's swipe right. Instantly swipe right. become. Uh, we already know. We already know. We need to swipe right. This man has instantly become a hot trade topic for many teams. They are after this man. He is on the hunt. Um. So go ahead and let me know what exactly do you feel like Deshaun Watson can bring to a team that is currently in need of his services? And then also, what what is the most likely landing spot you see him being um, or I guess landing at? Well, for sure, if you are a franchise and you need a quarterback, which I mean, who doesn't? You can always get your team better especially if it's Deshaun Watson we're talking about. Um, He will have to, if I'm a GM, he will have to sign some paperwork, you know, stating he's not going to get in trouble. (laughs) Like, he can't be getting in trouble. No more massage polish, bro. No more massages. No more, uh, not even like a back rub, you know what I mean? Like, nah, bro. Not a tap, not a pat on the back. all day and, and in the facilities. And, you know, like just by like the team people that have, you know, drug problems, alcohol problems, you know, they probably have like a sponsor or somebody right. that's there helping them. He needs to have something like that in place for him to be successful, especially off year right. one, because he's coming off a low. Right. And he's trying to clear his name and 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 do I mean, move on from this uh, part of his life, uh, which I would want to move on to. But at the end of the day, like. You're going to hear this chance in the stands. You're going to be asked those questions during the game and after the game. You're going to be, yep. you know, Distraction. It, it, everywhere. And so a few places that I could see him doing well um, is Las Vegas with the Raiders. And I, know, I was just thinking about them. but they, I, I mean, know they have Derek Carr, but... For some reason, and you have Devontae Adams going there, hook up back with Derek Carr. Um, but when you can have Deshaun Watson, you know, they have a lot of pieces. 
um, a lot of receivers. Um, and one thing that I do want to say is we don't know the latest on Ruggs, on Henry Ruggs, the, the, the wideout that got in trouble for taking mm-hmm. a life in that car accident. And so maybe that's why yeah. they got, maybe the, he, I think so too. Maybe that's why they got mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. But Deshaun Watson can help them out. Deshaun Washington. That would be an interesting trade too. I think Houston would be down for that. Yeah. And I don't know though, because remember they had his brother, they had the other card. <laughs> oh yeah. And oh, that would be so wild. That would another be so one wild. I would say is uh Indianapolis Colts. They looked really oh, good last year. They definitely and am. I mean that was just Carson Wentz at like, you know, half, you know, pedal on the gas. And so if they have somebody like him, I mean Imagine the year that Taylor's going to have in the backfield. Um, they also have some solid breakout receivers this year, too. Um, so I can see them going to those two teams. Uh, of course, there's other candidates from other teams. You know, Cleveland, they're obviously going to be looking for a quarterback because they've been looking for a quarterback for the last 20 years. They just got um, notified today that they are no longer in the running. <laughs> Um, Deshaun, because I think Deshaun, I'm pretty sure he has a no trade clause, so he has to agree to the, the team he goes to. Yeah. And so he, he he told them that, yeah, I'm not going there. That dysfunction. Um, I don't blame but him. I I think they were really good teams. That especially the Colts, that they are, are, are ready um, to go to the next step and to win some playoff games. They just need a, a steady quarterback that's not, you know, falling over himself at any kind of pressure. Um, like Carson Wentz was, man, <laughs> fly Eagles fly my ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, none of so, that. So, um, honestly, I think if if we be a hundred, I think the teams that would benefit the most from him would be any team in the NFC East, other than the Cowboys. Um, like up to including the Cowboys. I mean, but Washington, that, 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 the Washington definitely. Um, he definitely could do better than Jalen Hurts in Philly. Um, I know, man. I like Jalen Hurts. I do. I do, but he's not Deshaun Watson. True. And and then that's like that's like saying like you know I like I like um, Russell Westbrook, but I got Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah. No-brainer. And so um, and then the worst of all the. Daniel Jones, like <laughs> the Giants, definitely need to make that yeah. trade ASAP, bro. They're like, they're definitely killing Saquon Barkley's run and oh, his prime. On top of that, they're trying to trade him. Like he's been included in trade talks. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's injury prone, uh, but he is. I don't blame him. I would be injured too if my team was boo boo. <laughs> if I'm making millions Garbage, of dollars, bro. my team's boo boo. I, I mean, why not? Oh my god! They spent all that money on that damn defense, and it was a bust. The defense, I couldn't believe it. Um, and so yeah, they were good for like one year, and then their like defenses fell all the way off. But so, yeah. Deshaun Watson needs a player program, man, in order for him to be successful anywhere else. Like he, he's gonna have the media attacking him all year. Fans are gonna be attacking him all year. Women in general could be attacking him all year. All year, signs and so up, everything. Anywhere he goes, you're gonna be happy if he gets there, but you know it's gonna come with a lot of smoke. Right. Man, there's so many teams that can use him. Like the Bears can I mean, I'm in the Bears they just got Justin Fields. Um I was thinking of Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh yeah, got that's a good look. 
that'd be nice but um all right so next topic is march madness this has been um a low-key march madness um I, i would say not because teams aren't good but because so many teams have lost you've had a lot of covid issues um so it's like up and down you never know what you can get out of this i know there's gonna be a lot of upsets there was one tonight um i think saint saint mary's or francis they beat kentucky already out of there um we're swiping left and swiping right on this one well i do want to talk about it but we're swiping left i'd rather get some you know some facts and some cinderella stories in a little further but let's swipe left Right, we got some time. Um, it just it's, it's opening around. Let's say that for another time. Last one on the contender segment is the eighth round. Baker Mayfield he has requested a trade after the Browns um, <laughs> out in the open court Deshaun Watson, <laughs> and then after being caught, first the man put out a damn social media post. Thanking his fans, thanking, telling him they'll always be in his heart forever. You know, the things side hoes do when they realize they're never going to be the main. And then from there, decided to request a trade <laughs> and being the boss, boss man, pimp man that the Browns are, they said, no, nah, baby, you ain't going nowhere. We got you locked down. So uh, <laughs> it's getting pretty, 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 pretty. Um, uh, I guess awkward up in the organization between the star QB who they took number one overall. Yeah, for the last few years. It's been crazy. Are we swiping left and right on this? No, one? Swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe right. Because it's all right. All right, go ahead. Um, pop it off. All right, well, number one, Baker Mayfield, he was a Heisman winner, right? And he yes. went to OU. Now, I'm not a fan of OU. They do have solid players coming out of there year after year. I was never sold on Baker Mayfield. I think that he could be a solid backup QB. But there's something about his uh, attitude and his um, playmaking decisions that are not always guaranteed. You don't know what for sure he's he's going to do. He might take a chance and he right. might not, but you can't have that. You got to have for sure uh, thinking when you're a team in the NFL and you're only one or two pieces from, you know, getting to the end. Now, Baker Mayfield is, is an okay athlete. Like, he, his athleticism is there. But, uh, you know, his throwing... It's not all there for me. And I feel like when the spotlight's on him, he kind of cringes a little bit. Like, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have, like, that killer instinct, like, I'm just going to get through it, and I'm going to do better. Like, watch. You know, he talks about it, and he lets it, you know, gas up his head. and, And then if he does do worse, then it even makes him worse. And so it's like... You never know what you're going to get from him. And you can't have that in the leader of your team. I mean, yes, there's leader positions, captain positions on the defense and the offensive side, but the quarterback position is the most important. Everybody knows that. You don't even have to watch football to know that. But Baker Mayfield, I don't blame him at all. Now, I feel like the Browns are a, a dumb organization. Everybody knows that when you go to Cleveland and you're with the Cleveland Browns that you don't have no hopes. And uh, 
the last two to three years, Baker Mayfield's name has been coming up and could he be possibly replaced? And I mean, he hasn't shown they didn't much. Extend him. Yeah, that he hasn't shown much to 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 want to resign him and keep him in the long run. But at the end of the day, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't ask for a trade. Like it's it's time to get out of there. You know, he's we haven't really seen a quote unquote prime from him, and so we don't really know what he's capable with. Um, now he did have a lot of weapons. But for some reason, that's another issue. You know, he wasn't throwing old Dale when he was there. You know, you have Jarvis Landry, you know, who's who's a good wide out. They have good, solid tight ends. You know, they brought in solid running backs. Like, yeah. you know, I, you can only kind of point the finger no, they at got it all. They got it all. And I mean, they even run first mentality, which I think is great. Um, and it's really, it's ready made. I think that's why they went after Deshaun. But they still have to remember that they're the Browns. Like, you can't just have anybody. And I think they, they showed their cards too early with Baker. Like, they should have just pacified him a little longer. Maybe if need if need be, franchise tag him. Like, give him another year. You know, like, you just let him play it out and then franchise tag him and then decide from there. That's two years of samples. And you wouldn't have had to have this big mess. Now you're sitting here looking you know like with egg on your face because you got to play the dude and yeah. you don't want to let him go and it's like it's like because you don't got nobody else like baker like you you ain't even seen him post surgery like before surgery he was killing it before he got injured i mean he was killing it got injured tried to play through it which is a bad idea and now i'm sure he regrets it because they hold it against him even though they knew he was hurt yeah. and so it's i mean i think the browns have just skipped the level like they went from mediocrity to like oh we're just we got everybody now we're, we're super bowl contenders y'all barely made it to the playoffs like y'all have to chill like y'all, baker is not the best we know but like he is far from the worst like yeah. before that y'all were terrible y'all were drafting terrible qbs Bruh. it wasn't panning out on the flip side I think being drafted number one overall is a blessing and a curse at the same time because that ego that comes along with it. Yeah. It can be career ending. I There's think a lot of pressure Baker, too. That's an extra a lot pressure. Of pressure. And then but then you put it on yourself because dude's dude's been in way too many commercials for a guy who hasn't even signed his first major contract. Like he has and he has been flooded. In, I agree. in the commercial market I think there's so, a curse it goes to your head it goes to your head you think you're better than you really are you get a team to the playoffs for the first time in 30 years or whatever it goes to your head yeah but you ain't really did nothing and so I think Baker like he for him to put out that post talk about you know farewell when ain't nobody said nothing about you being traded for him to then request a trade this tells me that dude his head is obviously inflated bigger than what it really is because you're not Patrick Mahomes you're not um, one of these top five young QBs that's out right now you're not the dude that plays for the Chargers um, you're not um, Josh Allen you're not none of these young like you're, you're not them bro yeah he's not so like both of them are like they both got their head like kind of blown up it's like <laughs> it's like when you're in a relationship and it's like y'all both tied each other but like y'all not really good enough to get somebody better so you just can, there can he be like, a starter in the league though like if he goes somewhere else will they start him? oh most definitely you talking about know. baker baker mayfield 
bro. He, you tell me right now he couldn't start for the um, for the Jets. They just selected with the number two overall pick. I know, and he was he, he looked even worse than Baker. Ooh. He's also on the Jets, you know. So okay, but then before that, they drafted just just drafted who? Uh, Sam Bradford. That not was Sam the year Bradford. before, um, uh, not Sam Bradford, but Sam Darnold. That was Sam a couple Darnold. years. That was a couple years before. And, and for example, Sam Darnold went to where Carolina Panthers, and he had way more success than he did in the Jets. Now they uh, didn't have a successful season. He got, he got he got benched for for Cam Newton. They didn't have a successful too. season, but he, they had more W's than he had his entire time when he was with the Jets. Okay, and I, I do agree with that, but then you have to also take that same argument into effect when you talk about Baker's play in the Browns because they are not they were not great either. I and I get that, and I'm trying to put my head around that, but I do know <laughs> that if he was to go somewhere else, if someone was to take, take take a chance with him, and he doesn't perform, he does another Sam Darnold, he's on his way out. Oh my God! I'm sure, I mean, you would think that, but look at. Carson Wentz. Teams are still trading for this man, even though he didn't show you his true colors many times. You know He's not what, a though? leader, and he and he crumbles. I so I think that would, that's the same thing would happen to Bayfield to Baker, bro. Somebody's gonna be like, he's a number one overall. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. I can make him work here. Someone needs to come in though at a quarterback position and push Baker Mayfield to the level. Now they had uh, Tyrod Taylor in there, but he's so injury prone. Um, right. I don't think anybody else in the recent history while Baker Mayfield was there had a matchup against another legitimate QB. See, he doesn't want that, though. That, and that's been evident. Yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't want it. Because he, he might not that. hold up to that standard. Exactly. They might pass him and he might get benched. And you would think he would have more confidence, though, being that he walked on to two different programs and became a starting QB. Mm-hmm. Like, like, dude is talented but he's cocky and that cocky can kill you definitely alright that is the end of the contender segment ding 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 good rounds good rounds alright next up is functioning organizations go ahead and take it away AJ alright VA so for all the listeners out there this is your first time listening in functioning organization I'm gonna listen to topic and VA, you're going to give me the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you about that topic. All right. And if this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in, of course. But you've been tripping if you haven't. Um, right. So, VA, let's get it going. First topic. First thing that comes to mind when you hear the Michigan Wolverines basketball team and Jawan Howard. <laughs> um... Um, let's see. Shoot, I, first thing come to mind is X Men Wolverine. Like, <laughs> like this man turned into the real Wolverine and tried to slap a coach in the face. <laughs> no, he bruh, did. Bruh. He did. You bruh. can't do that, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, like I swear, I felt like I was watching Dave Chappelle's show, and this was a skit called "When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong." <laughs> like, well, that definitely happened. Like, Got yo, <laughs> uh, they and they, uh, I had so such high hopes for them, seeing how they started out last year. Uh-huh. They were great. They were like unexpected, 
And it's like, it went to their head. Like, y'all not the same team y'all were last year. Like, it, to me, what happened? They were getting their they butts kicked. They, they, he, they, he didn't like that. They, the coach called a timeout with, like, I think 30 seconds left or whatever because the game was basically over. Boo-hoo. Like, okay, the coach shouldn't have stopped him. He shouldn't have even touched him at all. I don't don't agree with him doing that because he was already known to be a hothead. You know this is Jawan Howard. He used to fight almost every other night in the NBA. So, like, why used to put your hands on him? But at the same time, you're the coach of an organization. You're the face of an organization. You're getting paid millions to coach a game. And And what was so bad about it is that when he did that, it made his players feel like they could start swinging on people. And it, it was just it's, terrible leadership. It's, it is. And you can't be the leader of the team and the face of the organization and do some stupid stuff like that. His punishment, by the way, was, you know, a slap on the hand. Um, right. Anyway, you know, Michigan, you know, they've been coming around as of recent. But this also, I feel like, is another thing when, when players sign to these big name schools and they get this hot name coach. You know, they show up and they just automatically think they're going to win because they're there, you know, you know, they're in Michigan now. And I feel like with someone like Jawan Howard at the helm of the coaching, they kind of just expect like, oh, we're here. We're going to win. We're Michigan, you know, but no, these other teams are going to go at you even harder because of that. And sometimes I think they fail to realize that, you know, they're young, they're making, you know their name in the game or trying to but that's a no-no man in real life if you're at your job VA and you reach out and you slap someone across the face oh my God. what happens man you get more than, more than a, a two day suspension that's, the, you, that's you, you not even get suspension bro you gone and not only you is you gone there. you might not get hired some other place not not in right. what you're doing you might have to start another field but anyway that's that. Uh, moving on to the next topic, we got Duke and North Carolina, Coach K's last home game, and it's an L. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, I'm about to say bittersweet. Um, I'm not the biggest Coach K fan, but I, I at one point I was a big Duke fan. Um, I did always enjoy watching them and seeing this tradition of winning that they build in the, the rivalry games with North Carolina. Um, it's not going to be the same with Coach K gone, um, which even though, like, it was interesting, they lost the game, and afterwards, Coach K was, like, kind of pissed and, like, talking about how they, you know, players should have been better. But then all these stories start coming out about how Coach K is, like, on a low kind of crazy and, like, treats players like this. And so... Uh, <laughs> It was definitely, um, like I said, bittersweet because it was like, was that L fitting? Like, is yeah. this really like a, a karma for how you really are on the low? I don't know. Well, for me, I'm ready for that, the that word, The word would have to be dookie. And I'm not talking about duke dookie. I'm talking about <laughs> dookie. They play like dookie, oh bro. And so Coach K has all the right to say that's unacceptable. Because right. another instance of your players being at Duke and thinking they are entitled to these wins and these accolades, 
that the previous years have worked hard for. And whether Coach K is, you know, an ass to them or not, you know, it's shown that he's been the longest winningest coach in that specific league. Right. Um, for a reason. For a reason. And you either sign up knowing that, and if you find out when you get there, that's something, that's just a pill you got to swallow. Because if you're worthy, where are you going after that? To the league. Right? Right. And so, I mean, not everyone on the team's going to make it to the league, but at the end of the day, you got to do better, man. You going there. There was a lot of pressure on that team, right? They're playing UNC. It's Coach K's last season. They got to get the W. All these returning players coming to watch. All these celebrities coming to watch the game. It's a lot of pressure. But the way they had been playing as of recent, hopefully they turn it around. Coach K said he the season isn't done, which obviously it was for the 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 uh, ACC title. The ACC title. But But uh, I think UNC though they they weren't even ranked. They were ranked, but they, I mean, they had been on a maybe kind like of a slump, 22, too. Maybe. But they came in prepared. They came in wanting to win. And I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there watching the game like, come on, y'all. Y'all got to turn on something. Because if you lose, you know, Coach, Coach K is going to remember that for the rest of his life. Right. My last game at home. L. L. LVA, the next topic in the function or... What's the first thing that comes to mind uh, when you hear Russell Wilson as a Bronco? Um, weird. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, it, it feels weird. Like, I don't think I could ever, ever imagine him being a, a Denver Bronco. I think, um, I think it's dope. Um, I always, you know, liked watching the Denver Broncos coming up when they had John Elway and Shannon Sharp. I thought they were they were so dope. And um Terrell um Terrell uh what was that running back's name? Something Terrell. Either way, they were just amazing to watch. And so I think it's about time because like I was just so tired of seeing him in Seattle. Like I feel like all the 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 the, the, the luster was gone and it's just like, you yeah, they weren't are, giving so him a supporting cast. Now. Nothing yeah. like uh, no O line. I was tired of seeing a man run for his life every game. You have to come up with some crazy down the field throws. Like it's just more stability, and I feel like John Elway has a good, you know, idea of how to um, get that team to a point of contention where it hasn't been in forever since he was there. Okay. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is Sierra, but uh, different reasons. I'm not going to get into them, but I will say jump off the bat. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, for the last couple of years, he made that comment about him possibly leaving and his, his team wasn't any good. His line wasn't any good. So people thought he was going to be gone. And so this was just leading up to that. These are all the things that lead up to that. Uh, the interesting thing to me was that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the number one candidate to go to the Denver Broncos. And I thought that move would have been good, but, but Russell Wilson's in that spot now. Um, right. I think that, you know, Russell Wilson is going to do good because I think he needed something new and shiny 
and uh, he need a change of scenery. You know, it's sad in Seattle and you got the highest suicide rate. It's raining all the time and stuff. And so he needed something right. to brighten up his day. Um, but I hope he does well. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not expecting him to be the Russell Wilson that he once was, but I still think he got the juice that they need. He do, most definitely. He's a huge upgrade for them. Like, it makes him a totally different team. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is no, no. Then Drew yeah. Locke, he's just not, <laughs> he's not there. He's not, he's, he's going to be a great backup. Well, he's like, definitely going to learn a lot from Russell Wilson. And so, you yeah. know, hopefully that goes in their favor too. Yeah. And no, he got traded, so he's oh, not going to he? learn a lot there. Oh, <laughs> he got traded to, he got traded to Seattle. Oh, dang. Yeah, good luck, Seattle. <laughs> they're on the downfall. Yeah. They're going to be chilling with uh, the Cleveland Browns this next year. Right. Oh, and that was another reason I was happy. Get his ass out of the NFC. Bye. <laughs> next on functioning org, uh, Tom Brady on retired. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, <laughs> there's so many words, so I'm just gonna go with the first one. Um, dishwasher. <laughs> this man is rinse, <laughs> rinse and reuse. This man oh is, my is just wishy washy all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if the reports are true that he did this as a ploy to try to get traded to the 49ers then it's not so bad because i can understand that you do what you gotta do to try and get where you want to go he ultimately wants to you know be a 49er but they're probably not gonna happen um at least not this year but if if he if he just was like on the fence and and he just came back because he's just itching to get back at it like that's so terrible to me because now you're going, coming back to a season one foot in, one foot out. Your mindset is already going to be at, okay, like, I don't really got to do this. I can, you know, I can pull the Magic Johnson. And I don't got to be here no more. Like, no, yeah. Like, he, I don't got to stay committed to this. And let him, let him take a couple hits. Let him let them lose, you know, too many games. I feel like he's just going to be like, uh, yeah. Well, for me, I might have to say, told you so. Because we talked about this before, and we had a strong feeling that he was going to come out of his retirement, if he even really meant it at all from the get-go. Exactly. We, we know that Tom Brady's work and effort and no stopping, like, he's always on the go. He's got the motor, right? And yeah. He's that type of person in real life. You know, there's people that retire every day, but there's some of yeah. them that they don't know what to do with themselves and they got to go and they got to pick up a hobby or they got to, you know, they got to do something because they are bored out of their mind. And that was <laughs> Tom Brady. So yeah, why exactly. not make more money? Millions of dollars, probably. Because he don't need it. And do His wife's still love. making like 50 million a year. Yeah, but that's part of the reason I think that he wouldn't retire. I mean, if my wife was like, oh, yeah, you got to retire, but I'm still going to do my thing. Like, no, <laughs> you know, like, no. Um, I mean, yeah, everybody got their got their reasons. To me, 
I think for me, what's so bad about that is that his his excuse was was that his excuse for retiring was like, hey, I, you know, I want to be there for my kids. I want to see them. So now you're like, f the kids. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I got, I, 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 I was with them for for two months, and and my kids is born as hell. Uh, time to come back to football. Like yeah. that's what he basically it's said. It's hard to walk bro. back comments like that, but at the same time. You know, I'm sure his kids are going to look somewhere down the line and be like, man, my dad was the GOAT. Like, he tried to put it on as long as he could. But, uh... And and then they're going to have emotional problems because yeah. know, daddy wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> well, at least they have like, emotional problems with a boatload of money. Money, yeah, that's true. You know, they can pay for all the therapists in the world. Um, all right, the last... So, uh, uh, topic for functioning org we got the cowboys they've made some changes what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the dallas cowboys oh my gosh um <sighs> um first thing that comes to mind gotta be grass ain't always green on the other side go ahead tell them why and that and, and I'm talking about Dak it, it looks nice getting that you know that, that 40 million dollar home you know you know hey, brag to everybody brag to your girl hey you know I got this 40 million dollar home you know it's nice and then all of a sudden you realize hey these bills man they kind of high yeah Got to pay for all this electricity here. Got to pay for the gas for the like. like Got to furnish it. Bills in a bills in a forty million dollar home is a lot higher than you know five hundred thousand dollar year home. So I think that's what's going on now. And because of that, Cowboys unloading all their contracts. Everybody got to go. Everything half off must go. Final sale. Cooper gone for for uh, a ham sandwich and a half a bag of chips. Um, out of there now <laughs> freaking then lost Randy Gregory like pulled a flip flop on us over some contract language ah oh, that hurt that really hurt Lyle Collins like Lyle Collins let him go let him walk uh so we did retain D-Law and Michael Gallup but I mean retaining two injury prone players don't really do nothing for me um so at this point, like, are they better? Are they worse than last year? They are definitely worse, much worse, much worse. Um, and I feel like, you know, at this point, you reap what you sow, and you know, this is what this is what you asked for when you when you decided to be the highest paid QB in the in the NFL for all of like a month. I, like, yeah. I don't even understand that stuff, bro. Like, you have an example of Tom Brady, like. Granted, again, like I said earlier, he's got a wife who's making millions upon millions per year. It's different than someone who's making the only person earning. I understand that. Get all the coins you can. But even Patrick Mahomes took a discount. Even he knows at a young age, if you want to compete for championships. Patrick Mahomes didn't take no discount. Bruh, he's, that's a discount. Like You, you, you signed a 10-year contract making what? His is the like largest contract million. in the NFL history. Bro, 
that it, it was because of the amount of years and the total amount of it. It wasn't because of the per year amount. Which I guarantee is not going to fulfill. But, but go ahead. And, and you already know they're going to re- they're going to negotiate it because I'm pretty sure it's it's it's, it's back end heavy. So like mm-hmm. by year like ten, he'd be making like stupid amount. So they're probably going to re- go, renegotiate way before that anyway. So it's still a discount. It's still a discount, bro. So at the end of the day. There's 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 a precedent for how you win championships, and it ain't going for the highest amount you can as a QB. I mean, it's it's clear Aaron Rodgers is not trying to get championships no more. I don't care what he says. You making fifty million a year, you're not trying to win. For me, the word has to be Jerry's world, bro, and it's Jerry's world because none of that makes sense in anybody else's world. Like you had Super Bowl aspirations this last season and and it was a realistic thing for a while and then it fell off and then you get quote unquote worse right and it still tells me that something's happening behind the scenes that we might not know of and they might get some or a couple uh, players to fill those roles but I mean time's ticking and Jerry's Jerry and I don't see it happening uh, to whether they can max the match the excitement of this last season with this upcoming season. And so that's tough. I mean, Jerry's gonna be Jerry. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it happening either. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. We like again. We have to rely on people people that are typically healthy for a full season to be healthy for a full season. Like. Gallup has never been healthy for a full season. You get a man five years. Like D Law. Like he has not lived up to his contract. We got um bad contract to bad contract from Dak. You signed Dak too late when you should have signed him before Wentz got his deal and before Golf got their deal. You would have got him at a discount, but no, you waited. And then you you waited on um the running back. Ezekiel Zeke now he's overpaid big time you can't even move him terrible Mm -hmm. then you let another receiver that was on the come up walk in Wilson didn't get Wilson we signed like you lost two of your main receivers and you signed one that don't even stay healthy like again this is this is what Dak asked for grass ain't always green on the other side yep Jerry's gonna be Jerry I mean, that wraps up the functional organization segment of the show. And VA, we're going to bring it home for the audience for a little bit, you know, make it, you know, feel real world um, and relate to, you know, some family things in their lives. Um, But I'm going to bring up uh, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star. Everyone knows she's a dunker in the league. And we all know that most of these WNBA players have an additional job which is usually playing overseas somewhere um Brittany Griner uh recently uh or she has been playing in a Russian women's league and she's been playing there for about six to eight years um so this is nothing new for her right this is where she knew she was gonna go um anyway we all know what's happening in the world and you know there's a war going on with the Ukraine and with Russia um, Brittany Griner allegedly uh, went through and got arrested in Russia because she had some hashish on her. Now, mm. 
don't nobody want to go to jail, but don't nobody want to go to jail in another country, let alone <laughs> no. during wartime. No, no, um, no, you do not. <laughs> so that that's a double most, whammy. Uh, the worst and time to get caught for that. It's a double whammy, and you know her family's got to be hurting. Her her teammates back here in the WNBA, you know, got to be praying for, and um, that's a tough thing to do. But at the same time, you are a role model for a lot of young women in the world, and you're getting in trouble for doing something that really like. If you're going to do that, have somebody else hold it for you. You know, like, right. dang. It was like, just like... Uh, I mean, you it, got a lot of pressure on you. You you are in another country, and these things aren't going off in your head. It's it way smarter. smarter. On top of that, smarter. there's a war going on, man. There's right. a war going on out there. All a right? war. Like, so, there's no way I'm, I'm not checking my bag for something like that. Now she is, you know, being talked as of a negotiation tool. Um, and, yes. and, and that's sad, man. That's sad. And the last uh, thing you want to be. Don't nobody want to go through that. So can you give me a little bit of your take on that? Um, yeah, man, that was a great all in the family topic um it really hits home um because i know what it's like to have you know family members locked up and you know feeling like there's nothing you could do for them it's it's like hopeless and it's even worse in this situation for a family because of how amplified it is it's just it's different like you said it's totally different it's one thing to go to jail. It's nothing to go to jail in another country, like and yeah. not speak the language. I mean, she's—I'm I'm guessing because she's been playing there for almost eight years. I'm, I'm sure she has to know some kind of Russian. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, like, how you pay, how you preparing for that? I'm sure she's never been to jail in her life, and how how she gonna prepare for that? And on top of the fact, like, because of who you are, now there's a spotlight on you. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows who you are that's in that jail. So God knows how she's being treated because of that, whether good or bad. Like, it's just, like, it's it's just, when it comes to things like this, you just have to be smarter. Like, even if you was in the U.S., you know not to have stuff like that in your bag. Like, I know people are, like, saying, like, oh, it's trivial why you holding her. But it's like, you gave them a reason to hold you. In another country, that is a huge fine. A like, big mistake. And apparently, it was like vape oil type stuff, like, yeah. and like stuff you know. But still, if it, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't not. It's matter. not worth if you know putting you're in another country. Like, come on, exactly. Sure. It's not worth it. Like, there's no way. I don't, I couldn't even try to in Mexico trying to you know smuggle some stuff back and forth. Let alone. Like from Russia, like boy, yeah, during war. It, during, during war, during war. Wow, oh. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure everyone can feel that settling and hitting home. And you made a good point. Uh, you probably know somebody or have family or friends that have been locked up at one point, but this is on another level, you know. Um, I feel sorry for her. I hope her. She, I wish her the best. But you know, none of those inmates in Russia mess with Brittany Griner. 
you know you know for sure if she's being used as some type of negotiating tool she's not getting the best treatment so my heart goes right. out to her and her family I hope that uh, she's able to return quicker than sooner um, but that's all we got for today's show VA so remember every time you come in check in with the HR podcast it's all fun and games until you get called in the HR HR yes sir Appreciate y'all. Until next time, signing off. It's your boy VA. Be safe. And I'm going to miss everybody. (laughs) Yes, sir.